0: Greetings and God bless. Welcome to another episode of Pass the Mic: Dynamic Voices for a Diverse Church. I am your host Tyler Burns. You can follow me on Twitter at burns23. Follow at your own risk. And joining me as always is the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Blue Check Verify himself,
1: Jamar Tisby. Jamar, what's going on, brother? Brother, this is an exciting day. Happy Reformation Day!
0: Happy Reformation Day! Right back to you, brother. And we are ringing it in with some great announcements and some big things. So before we get into that, and we're not going to take too long because I've been waiting for this. I'm busting at the seams, man. I'm ready to just get it out there to the people. It's Reformation Day, man. You the historian. Give us the significance, brother.
1: Yeah, Reformation Day, the um, historical uh, sort of uh, landmark for the Protestant Reformation in 1517. Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses to the church doors at Wittenberg. And started off this mad kind of scramble in the church to purify the church, to argue for different things. And really, it's a huge back to the Bible movement. And from that, we get all of our Protestant denominations today. And in 2017, if you do the math, it's the 500th anniversary of the Protestant Reformation. So it's a significant, a significant Reformation day.
0: Now, so this is a significant day for the church at large, but it's also for our tribe as well and for our organization, because we were started on... Reformation
1: Day, correct? Right. And I don't know if that was strategic or just God-ordained, but October 31st, 2011, we launched the Reformed African American Network Facebook page. And from there, we went on to the website, we went on to the podcast, we've we've done a Pass the Mic Live, all of these different things. But we celebrate every Reformation Day as our anniversary. So this is our sixth anniversary as well.
0: So previously, we've called this the anniversary, right? And it's <laughs> been, you know, hokey, corny, but, you know, it's, it's kind of cool to have our own little way of celebrating it, but... This particular Reformation Day on the 500th, which is interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. we we really kind of planned this out well, Jamar. <laughs> yeah, we'll take
1: credit for it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> We're making a big shift and a big change. So a lot of people probably have heard, whether it's through the Yahoo.com profile on the man, the myth, the legend, Jamar Tisby. Uh, whether it's in our live episodes, the past couple uh, of episodes in Memphis that we have shared with you guys There's some changes afoot in the organization and some changes that we as a staff and hopefully you as participants, listeners, and patrons are going to be very excited about. Listen, we need your help, though. You can go right now if you want to just get a jump on what it is. You can go to patreon.com forward slash pass the mic and you can be giving to the podcast. You can also give to the new organization as well, Jamar. So we're changing our name, right? I don't think they're ready, Tyler. Bruh, they're ready. I'm ready. If they're not ready, I'm ready. Look, we can't just drop it on them right now, can we? So what? Okay, let's just do this then. So (laughs) what, what motivated this name change? Before we give it to them, what motivated this name change?
1: Okay, so I mean, to be honest, I've been restless for a while. You know, in the life of every organization, you get to a point where you've sort of plateaued, and that doesn't always have to be negative. But 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 you're looking at the next you know mountain to ascend, the next hill to climb, uh, the next big thing for your organization to continue its mission. And so I've I've sort of had this feeling for a while. I think folks on our staff and and longtime uh, folks who access our content have maybe felt this as well. But then I also look at push and pull factors. Um, you know, with this name, with this label reformed, we all know it comes with a lot of cultural baggage. Uh, mm-hmm. if we look at the history of the Protestant Reformation, it's a, it's mainly a, a Western European, North American, white male kind of movement, which there's nothing wrong with that, but it comes from just a very distinct context. And there's much, much more, a much bigger world in terms of theology and Christian believers who are contributing to theology. So there's that part. But Mm -hmm. in addition, we've always had this mission to, our tagline, address the core concerns of African Americans biblically. And so we want to lean into that. We want to be a touchpoint for Black Christians who are looking to kind of process, whether it's current events or politics or music or, or, or whatever it might be, through a Christian lens, through a biblical lens. So we want to lean into that some more as well. And so the last thing is, I think the ground has significantly shifted under our feet. If yes, you look wow. at when when we started in 2011, look, that's before Trayvon Martin happened. Mm-hmm. That's, of course, before Ferguson, before Black Lives Matter, before uh, the Emanuel Nine, before uh, Charlottesville, before the current president... All of these things have happened in just five or six years' time, and it has spurred new questions, new conversations. People are talking about justice more, races on the on, on the lips of a lot of people are talking about— Jamar, movements. Jamar, I can't take it no more.
0: I can't take it no more, okay, bro. Okay, okay. We got to tell All right. them. All right. What's the name, brother? We changed and ran. Well, So what's the name? What are, What are we now? Who are we now,
1: brother? The new name of the Reformed African American Network is The Witness— a black christian collective the witness a black christian
0: collective so brother this is crazy so we're moving away from the reformed name the big r so to speak right so brother are you still reformed you're not reformed no more jamar (laughs) first of all uh, what Uh-oh, he do hit do. me with the first of all. Y'all heard that? See, that's what we can do now at The Witness. He's going to be uh,
1: like, first of first all. First of all, what you're not going to do is accuse me of heresy. <laughs> <laughs> Also oh okay, all right. All yeah. right, Jamar, we're gonna get into that. No, well look, I mean part of it is uh we're Christian first, right? So part of the recognition in changing the name and dropping the reformed label is to say that 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 God's God's church is a lot bigger than the reformed branch of the church, which we still value and appreciate, um, but we want to make sure that we are acknowledging and respecting Um, the other theological streams that flow into this, namely the black church, right? Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, Jamar Tisby is still reformed. Um, More importantly, I'm still a traditional Bible-believing Christian, and so even if our listeners may not identify with the label or the theology reform, but they do identify with uh, traditional historic Christian uh, beliefs and doctrines, still hold the Bible as the Word of God, um, we can all ride together in terms of this ministry. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, that hasn't changed.
0: Yeah, so I think, you know, and and we've said this behind closed doors before as well, but the term reformed is only as useful in as much as it's biblical, right? So reformed is useful as a terminology in as much as it reflects biblical truth and fidelity. So regardless of if we brandish that term, regardless of if we let that term go, the the real uh, stamp that we want to be known for is that we're Christ followers, And in knowing that we're Christ followers and knowing and encountering more people outside of the Reformed leaning who are faithful Christ followers as well, um, even myself coming from outside of a Reformed stream, you know, this warms my heart, of course, but there there are dozens upon dozens of other people that we've met who— Not saying that the reform label is bad for them, but that it carries with it maybe an exclusion, a stiff arm to black-led denominations. And some of our heroes and sheroes and some of the people who, as far as a heritage, we would want to to line ourselves up with. And who are some of those people, Jamar? Who are some of the people that we're historically calling upon that may not have necessarily self-identified as reform? And some who may have but who are black Christians and faithful uh, to the Lord in their time.
1: Right, right. There's so many, and we don't give proper attention to them for a lot of reasons. But we want to draw on uh, the traditions of both faith and activism of people like Ida B. Wells, Fannie Lou Hamer, Henry McNeil Turner, Howard Thurman, just so many other people. Who, Gardner-Taylor. Gardner-Taylor. Lady I mean, Otis Roberts. Come on. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And we're going to be excited to feature some of these preachers and theologians that you should know who happen to be black um, and and begin and learn and, and continue to glean from them uh, their example, their tradition, their theology, as well as apply it to the contemporary issues of our day.
0: Mm-hmm. So this is a little bit as well for us, Jamar, of just kind of a a step back and a reflection, and maybe even also a time of repentance as well for neglecting just such a huge part of the body of Christ. You know, even being culturally black, even being ethnically black, but not not listening to our kinsmen according to the flesh, right? Like this is this is something that I'll just speak for me and I'll say I've had some intense time of reflection and, you know, having to go to some people that I know and even repent and ask for their forgiveness for dismissing them as JV theologians. Right. Like we have this mentality that maybe a reformed or a white evangelical or what have you, and and it's not something that we we say out loud per se, but we have this just subtle unconscious bias towards that expression of Christianity as being like the varsity, as being the, the elite of the elites, you know. And we mentioned some of these names and then some of the other people were like, yeah, that's folk and that's cool. Um, but you know, it's, it's not, I mean, it's not these guys, you know, which is what we tend to do kind of as we self classify uh, ourselves as reformed. And so I've had to go back and, And just reflect and repent, and take a step back and learn a lot. I think a lot of what we'll be doing over these next few years is learning, right?
1: Absolutely, and I appreciate you saying that. Uh, And and, you know, you and I come from different church backgrounds and uh, different stories, but I think in in the same vein that in this pursuit of reform this and reform that, what we've tended to, or what I have tended to do, is leave out. other expressions in general, but particularly the black church tradition and so I think what i 'm seeing now more clearly than ever is the value of that tradition and 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 it 's a diverse tradition right it 's not monolithic. Uh, but especially in these times when we're, we're having all these conversations and trying to work through what does it mean to be black, what does it mean to be American, what does it mean to be Christian today, we find that the black church has just this a treasure trove of knowledge and faith to bequeath to the current generation. And so we want to access that more intentionally, which takes nothing away, by the way, from Reformed theology. I'm still indebted right. to Reformed Absolutely. theology. Um, It's given me categories and frameworks and language that I found very helpful. We're simply acknowledging that that's not the only thing. And let me say one more thing, though. Um, At least for me, this is not a no-creed-but-Christ thing, right? It's not saying that doctrine is not important. Um, (laughs) Right, right, I think in particular when you look at churches and denominations, we do have creeds, and there's a place for them. There's a place to say, you know, these are the distinctives of our tradition. And so I'm not taking anything away from sort of theological frameworks and doctrines like that. But for the purpose of this ministry, which is an online forum, it's uh, mainly a blogging forum, we're interacting with the world around us and engaging the culture, Uh, we can have a broader doorway And we can, we still have a statement of faith with folks can access online to see, you know, just what we're talking about. Uh, But we do want to make sure that, like I said before, we're accessing um, the black church tradition in particular, but also uh, leaving the door wide open for people who may not necessarily identify as reformed off the bat.
0: So there's also a change in in subtle terminology as well. So the big R is what people are going to pay attention to, but I don't want people to miss the reality of changing it from African-American to black, right? Mm, Like that's, and it's not just, that's significant, not just because, you know, blackness is something that I think people now see that we as, as black Christians almost want to, want to hold up as a badge of honor. And I would say it's, it's more nuanced than just that. It's more nuanced than just wanting to declare our blackness, but that there are are underlying expansions that happen when you shift from just an African-American perspective to a Black perspective. Right, Jamar?
1: Absolutely. And I hope you riff on this in just a second, because you've got some really intelligent things to say that I think are going to be helpful for people. But just in general, African-American, and all of this was deliberate when we first started it. And so we wanted to particularly focus on the experience of people of African descent in the United States. And then in that case, the term African American was quite appropriate. But along the way, we've also recognized that Look, we've got folks who access our content from the United Kingdom, from South Africa, from South America, and they're finding the same kind of dynamics at play where they are. Obviously, it's not the same history as the United States, but there are some of the same dominant, subdominant cultures, you know, uh, issues of race and identity, and they're finding uh, our content helpful. And so what we want to do is signal to the African diaspora in general, that this is for you. And so we change it from African American to black, which really could apply to people of African descent anywhere in the world. So in that way, we're also broadening uh, the scope a bit, but still focusing on uh, minorities. And of course, we're still in the U.S. context, so that'll come through loud and clear. But we also want folks around the globe to know, hey, we, we want to learn and, and grow with you.
0: Yeah, and the word African, you know, the phrase African-American, even as we think about it, it it is a little bit more of kind of black Christians communicating to white Christians, right? So it's it's kind of more of, of us in our collective communicating the proper term because black carries with it connotations and it carries with it a particular weight um, of just unashamed of who God has created us to be. And, uh, it was funny when we were in Memphis, I wore my little sweatshirt that said, dope, carefree, proud black. And, um, I love it because, well, yeah, so, so that was interesting, but I love it because it just, it, it pops. And from a fashion standpoint, you know, without the, the messaging and, and other things, it's, uh, it's really fun to wear, but the looks that I got were, were very interesting and not because I think those people um, inherently have any sort of racial bigotry, or or carry with them themselves within themselves some racial insensitivity, or they're racist or anything. But the idea of of declaring that you're black is seen as almost stinging. It almost stung them that I <laughs> that the shirt said that. Um, I just felt the grimaces, and I felt kind of the looking. I'm like, man, like this is really interesting. Like I'm out there with it. Like, why does it bother you that much? You know, and If I had said African-American, I don't necessarily know if that would have been as as problematic. Um, I think African might be as problematic, but African-American seems like the the sensitive terminology to use around people so that we don't needlessly offend. And I think when we say we're a black Christian collective and also we are a black Christian collective, not the black Christian collective, like we're not saying we speak for all black Christians, um, that's very important for us to remember. But when we say that we're black, we're, we're saying that there's no sense of shame. There's no sense of shrinking back from who we are and that our blackness is something that can actually contribute to the broader church as well. It doesn't necessarily just mean that we'll be interacting with our own uh, solely, but it also means that as a group, we do have some things to say to the broader church that would help the broader church, even if um, those things are a bit a bit stinging, a bit grimacing um, at, at first glance so yeah talk a little bit about what this means for for white christians because i think for some people they've they've kind of latched onto to the reality of reformed, and there's like okay well there's commonality and so because you're reformed man we can get together but now that you say a black christian i think some people are going to say well are you just leaving us behind are you just pushing us away you know where do our white brothers and sisters fall in this conversation
1: now Man, so much to say. I like a line that you used before in one of our conversations. You just said, it'll be interesting to see how many people drop us because we dropped a word.
0: And <laughs> uh, did I say that?
1: You said that. Uh, yo,
0: I need to write that down. I did. I do not remember that.
1: Yeah, man. I, I was like, that's exactly right. And then you're going to know that the supposed bond or unity we had was really over a theology and not over Christ. Because... What? We're still Christ people. We're still Jesus folks. Um, All day. All day, every day, bro. Never shrinking from that. (laughs) Um, But when we drop that reform label, all of a sudden now, you know, for some people, their heresy radar is up. And Mm. they're like, oh, I don't know if we can trust you or fellowship with you or ride with you or donate to you or anything like that. So honestly, man, part of this is not us like changing a name or or letting go of a word, it's a history of repeated uh, experiences of people turning away from us, because we've talked about issues that are pertinent to black people and black culture. Sure. Yep. And so, you know, part of this is a longing to be free. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm honest, at least I have sometimes felt like I've tiptoed around black topics and black black issues and black concerns because I was afraid of the reaction of white Christians, particularly in the reformed camp. And, you know, to my regret, that's actually prevented me from speaking more honestly and authentically. And so Mm. to your point, you know, we're just, we're Unapologetically black, and we don't think that's anything that we need to hide or be ashamed of. That's what the white supremacist ideology has been trying to inculcate in us that our blackness is something to tamp down or downplay. We can never quote unquote be erased, which why would you erase it anyway but But in order to fit in the most, we have to downplay our blackness and to some in, in some sense assimilate and we're just like no. That's not necessary. It's not even biblical. We were made this way. And we have a particular experience, embodied experience, because of this melanin in our skin and the way society has constructed meaning around that, that actually is valuable to both the church and society. And so the witness is going to explicate that. That's what we're going to do. And you gotta, bro. These words, bro. But bro. You just came out out of of class, class. didn't you? you? You Just, just I knew it. I knew you just came out of class, bro. (laughs) But 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 along the way, you asked, "What about our white brothers and sisters?" Man, I hope they access our content. I hope they ride with us. I hope they continue to learn and contribute. Because if you look at our writers, man, we got the whole spectrum of people. Um, as we've always said, specific does not mean exclusive. What Mm -hmm. I do think is going to be different is we're not going to spend as much time on those 101-level conversations. We need to graduate to 201, 301, the 400-level courses, graduate school as we talk about theology, race, and culture. And for folks, no matter what color you are, who want some of that, we'll have some resources for sure. Um, We've done a lot in the past, and we'll have some on the Revamp site, but... We are going to be addressing black core concerns. And if that's not your cup of tea, well, there's a lot of other sites out there for you. We wish you well. But if you do want to learn with us and from us, come on.
0: Yeah, there's there's room. The body is big on not just our way, but other ways as well. So we totally recognize that it's not for everybody. Um, so we're not sitting up here saying, well, if you stop listening to Pastor Mike or if you stop uh, which we need to get into what changes on passing mic too, Jamar. We need to get into oh, that. But man, if you're not, ready. if you if you're not listening to the mic anymore, you're not reading the the website blog anymore. Um, now you know you just don't want to learn. You just don't. Nah, that's not what we're saying. Um, but I think if that's if that's a stumbling block for you, if that's difficult for you. Um, hey, we wish you the best. Um, there's there's no you know any sort of, of malice or any sort of anger towards you at all. It's just one of these realities that we recognize, it, it may fend the hurt a little bit, but hey, we want as many people as possible to access our content. And hopefully as well, Jamar, we're able to communicate to our black brothers and sisters, our kinsmen according to the flesh, in particular ways that maybe we've shrunk back from in, in an attempt to educate our white brothers and sisters, to educate the evangelical world, to educate the reformed world as well, in in conversations that they might not have been having. But to be honest, you know, we probably should have spent a whole lot more time addressing these core concerns. So, again, this is kind of a mission refocus to shift back to to what we said from the beginning, which is addressing right. the core concerns of black
1: Christians. That's right. It's not something brand new. It's a refocusing. I like that.
0: So what changes on Pastor Mike? Pastor Mike changing we changing our name too.
1: (laughs) No, we better not
0: be. We better not be.
1: (laughs) I love the name Pastor Mike. I love what this podcast has become. In many ways, I think what we're able to do on the podcast leads the way and informs what we're going to do on the witness blog and website. And so, same great content, same great co-hosts. That's all gonna remain the same, but we are going to add on to a great thing in terms of programming and different initiatives that we're doing. So Tyler, do you want to talk about that?
0: Let's get into this, bro. More big announcements.
1: It's not just the witness,
0: that's the biggest announcement. But we also, okay, it is important to say we have a new website as well, right? So new website coming out as well, correct, Jamar?
1: Yes, thewitnessbcc.com. the witnessbcc.com. Okay, witness so that's dope. Black Christian Collective Bcc dot com.
0: That's dope. But not just that, we got some new podcasts in the Uh-oh. kitchen, in the crock pot. man. We cooking it up. Two new podcasts. I'm going to go ahead and tell y'all what they are. Number one, you got the Aaron James Show. If y'all like Aaron James. Listen, I got to take credit for bringing Aaron James to the, to the collective, oh, man. Yeah, take, take all that credit. credit. Okay, that was my homie. I said, "Bro, you, you need to people. More people need to hear you, man. More people need to hear you." You were so, so right. I was I was enjoying being a point guard, facilitating to the <laughs> to the Steph Curry, to the Clay Thompson, right there, man. But man, Aaron James is full of wisdom. He's a faithful pastor, faithful husband, faithful believer, faithful father, and man, I'm just so excited for you guys to hear more of him. If you've enjoyed him on Pastor Mike, you gonna get him all of him, everything that he's got to say. And some amazing guests as well. That is coming up within the next year. We also have a marriage and family podcast too is coming out, brother.
1: Amazing. A focus on black family, black marriage, relationships, all the things that go into that. We need this, brother. We so need this. But that's not the biggest announcement, brother. We got some (laughs) crazy stuff coming for you in 2018. We got something even more.
0: We got something bigger than that. Wow. So some of y'all already knew we were recently in Memphis. So Memphis was just a little test case to see <laughs> if we were gonna be able to do what we getting ready to announce in twenty eighteen because Pastor Mike is going on too. Yeah, we going
1: on. Where we going? Man, Where we going, I mean, brother? I can't, you gotta help me because I can't even remember all the sites. We are gonna hit up Pensacola.
0: Okay, so let's let's start. With <laughs> that's an appropriate start because that is the most important city. Now, all these cities have some sort of of history, <laughs> some sort of of appeal. I understand, here we but go. here we go. We know that the most important city is the A five O. Is the Panhandle city, Pensacola, the first settlement in America? All this other stuff that you're gonna find out when you come down here. <laughs> but that's the first stop i, I we're not gonna we not going to we do not know the rest of the order and i can't even tell you what we're doing in pensacola yet i cannot oh, tell you oh my but God. i'm so excited for what we're doing <laughs> y'all gonna be like what I like yo we're we doing this?
1: this it's good it's good people are gonna want to be there so if you are in the region or even if you're not you might want to plan to come to pensacola you're like what why would i ever go to pensacola just wait yo jamar can i say what we doing i don't know i mean uh is it confirmed okay this is
0: what's in the works, okay? <laughs> Yo, we are going to do... Bruh, this is crazy. We are going to see Black Panther in Pensacola. Everybody, everybody, we invite all y'all to come see Black Panther with us in Pensacola, Florida, get your in costume, February. Get your clothes With your ready. costume, with your everything. We're going to do a live podcast in the theater. I'm telling y'all, y'all better come. Be y'all better late. be on the lookout. It's going to be dates. We're going to put up the event right soon. Everything's
1: man. Yes, I am the movie. We're gonna record so a live podcast right after that. Uh, maybe Bo bro. and Tyler will let me on the mic at that point because I'm not a, a geek and nerd like they are. But uh, it's just gonna be crazy, man, and that's gonna kick off the tour. So I hope folks will come out if you if it is at all possible and you want to have an experience watching the Black Panther, then come on out to Pensacola bro. for pass the mic live, bruh all our listeners can you imagine all of our listeners listen
0: i don't care how many listeners it is we'll make it work as many of (laughs) y'all as buy tickets come on we will make this thing work man this is gonna be crazy okay i gotta i gotta get past
1: that yeah 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 let's get out other cities (laughs) yeah there are some other not just
0: pensacola okay okay where my dallas residents at we coming to dallas We coming no particular order no particular order where my dc residents at where my hotlanta residents at Where my LA at? LA and where my New York at?
1: New York City. Where my New Orleans at? We might even take it international. What? Maybe. Where we gonna go? Where we gonna go? Tomorrow lines up. We wanna. We wanna uh, hang out with our chaps in London. London.
0: So, Ptm Source international, bro. This is so crazy. Like and everybody's that. probably listening, like, yo, these people is they they is wilding out.
1: Look, y'all just yo, we are great so excited for us. <laughs> it it is big. 28, 2018, We are just going to try to be. We're just going to try to see, uh, you know, what God can do with this ministry. I mean, honestly, this has been like a side, side, side hustle for a lot of us, but we're kind (laughs) of leaning into it and uh, we're being ambitious, admittedly so, but we've been so encouraged by our listeners. We've been so encouraged by the folks who have contacted us electronically and accessed the, the, the blog and the web content that we're just like, look. Let's do this. But see, here's the most important thing, Jamar. This is
0: the most important question. How are we going to pay for this? Because I know you got deep pockets. But how are
1: we uh, yeah. actually going to pay for this, brother? Yeah, the life of a grad student. So, so many deep pockets. No, we will need the support, your support our, of our listeners, of our followers. And um, we have set up a Patreon account. And yes. so you can be a contributor to Pass the Mic that way. Uh as you listen to the podcast, you can pay per episode um yes. as little as one dollar or as much as you want. And just support uh this this ministry, this podcast itself. But obviously some of those funds will go to help fund the tour. And also you mm-hmm. can donate via the website. And yeah,
0: so the so the link to Patreon is Patreon.com forward slash pass the mic. Patreon dot com forward slash pass the mic. You can become a contributor, get some really nice stuff. And you can also make all this happen. We know we have some phenomenal listeners. So if you want to tangibly support us, here is your opportunity. And let me just say this. The whole point of going on tour is not to go on tour and just smooze with people. It's not so that we can have big platforms. It's really just to fan the flames of justice and truth and to encourage those who are in these respective cities to continue what they're doing. Um, We met a lot of people in Memphis who said, man, it gets hard out here. I don't know a lot of people who have this same mentality. Or I might be in a church context where we don't talk about these things. And sometimes I just feel like giving up. And what we want to do is stop in your city and we want to encourage you. Yeah. We want to stop in your city and introduce you to some other people. We want to highlight some local ministries that you can become a part of that'll keep this going. This is all functional for your Christian walk. We believe in the primacy of the local church. So we're not trying to come in here and swoop in. If if we're the only thing that's going on in these particular cities or in these particular areas, then that's something wrong. We don't believe that's good. We believe that the local church should be doing these things and equipping believers. And that's you know the number one place where you should get it. But we just want to encourage you, and we just want to spur you on in the faith to fan that flame and hopefully be of some sort of uplift to you as you you try to work these things out in your day-to-day lives. So, yeah, so we that's all the spot- tour is about, man, and we need your help to pull it off.
1: It's going to be great. I mean, we'll be spotlighting ministries in local cities. We'll be uh, connecting with local churches. And so this is a chance to like meet folks from other congregations who you wouldn't normally meet. And yeah. it's just a time of encouragement where you can get together. like. One of the most important parts of Pass the Mic is just our our, our listener base and uh, the ability to come together in person and meet folks who share the same concern, same mentality, that kind of yeah. thing. So come out I, like and I'll say this: and be encouraged.
0: Yeah, man, I'll say this, Jamar. Like probably in Memphis, about I met probably about ten people at least who said they had never heard the podcast, but somebody just invited them special. to come along. I love that. They didn't even know it existed, and so they were like, "Man, this is my first time we're ever hearing friends. the podcast," and, and that's expanding and encouraging people. It's a great outreach opportunity. There are people from, you know, who weren't connected to a local church who came out. There are people who are just like, "Man, I'm I'm totally unsure of what this is." They came out, they listened, they were encouraged. Um, they left smiling. They left hopeful. Another thing that we gotta say, Jamar, as we close out, man, is the time is now, bruh. Hmm. We feel as as you have so. Uh, aptly used the phrase, the fierce urgency of now, um, man, it's just so important right now. Uh, In 2017 and 2018, enough talking about it, enough blogging about it, Mm. enough dreaming about it. Let's just go out and do it, man.
1: Listen, we are witnesses, right? This is what the name is all about, is that Uh, We are witnesses to what God has done in Christ Jesus, the salvation that he's brought us and all of that good news. And we're witnesses to what he's done in our own lives, the way he's shepherded us and been faithful to us. Even when we haven't been faithful to God, God has been there for us. And now our charge is to be witnesses to the world. And so whether it's through the Pastor Mike Tour, whether it's through the blog, whether it's through the podcast, we want to witness to other people. So this is about God's kingdom and God's will being done. And we're not ashamed of that. We're going to boast in the cross. We're going to boast in our Lord Jesus Christ. And we're just going to be witnesses. So, Tyler, can I get a witness? Man, you already got one, brother. You
0: already know. See, you gotta <laughs> say it like you gotta say it like Kurt Franklin. Okay. <laughs> Can I get a witness,
1: <laughs> brother? Yo, Jamar. Listen, before listen, we, we close out, do it on. Yes, the- just Kurt. Come <laughs> on the show. At peace.
0: Yes. Before we close out, Jamar, I just want to say thank you, brother. Thank you for your vision. Thank you to everyone who's put anything into Ran. Um, for what you have contributed to the Reformed African American Network as it was before, uh, to what Philip Holmes has contributed, yeah. to what so many others poured into it. Man, I just thank you guys. It was such an, an an encouraging, timely statement and message for me and for my life. And I think for a lot of people, um, I don't want people to think that that's going to stop. But I just want to give honor to whom honor is due. For the past few years, man, it has been encouraging to watch. And I'm just so honored to play a, a very small part in continuing that mission, that vision. And I pray that the Lord richly blesses you for all that you've done. For your labor is not in vain, brother. Mm. It is not in vain. So don't get weary in well-doing. But but thank you, man. Great is your reward in heaven for this, brother. Amen. I know what you've done behind the scenes and a lot of people may not know that, but great is your reward in heaven, man.
1: Wow. For real. Thank you, brother. I received that. I appreciate that. And I appreciate you so much fun doing the show with you. And I can't wait for 2018 and all the exciting things that we have come Good Lord willing.
0: Can I get a witness? <laughs>